Hi, I'm Liz Stokel. And I'm Debbie Rude. We're Dancing with Skeletons. We know what it's like to keep our past hidden away, like skeletons in a closet. We also know the healing that comes from acknowledging who we used to be and how much we've learned. So every once in a while, we dance with our skeletons. So come dance with us. having too much fun. We have. We've been talking about who has the worst potty mouth. <laughs> like, you know, having a potty mouth is supposed to be a sign of great intelligence. I've heard that. <laughs> so I think you're the smartest one in the room. Uh, well, and I've also heard that it, it's a sign of um, a person who's super trustworthy. Oh. Mm-hmm. So. So let's all go out and potty it up. Exactly. <laughs> as much as you want. <laughs> Okay, you know what? It has actually been a little while since we've been together. It has. Um, it feels like just a week to our listeners, but it's yeah. been a while for us. Yeah, we've had a lot. I mean, with there's been COVID, but then yeah. then there's life yeah. that just normally happens. Yeah. And there's been a lot of uh, different things yeah. for both of us. So There's a lot of stuff happening here in California, and we'll talk about that, I think, yeah. next week. We'll talk a little bit more, because hopefully by then you will have had... Maybe some more answers. Exactly. Exactly. Um, But today, let's talk a little bit about celebrating. That sounds great. What have you celebrated in this COVID time? And, you know, it may be with somebody or maybe it's just been internally or by yourself. Mm -hmm. Tell me about something you have celebrated. Well, I think, honestly, there's been... I've had a lot of gratitude moments, I'll call them, where I have found myself just really being happy to be alive. Wow. Um, there's been a, moments where I, not that I wasn't happy to be alive, but there have been a lot of more kind of, I'll call them blue moments or, you know, several days in a row. But for the most part, I've been able to kind of remain in a gratitude I'll call it space. Mm-hmm. So, um, like, I've been super thankful for Zoom. I mean, and I am not a technology person, and I still don't even understand it, and I almost said a swear word. <laughs> <laughs> but I didn't. <laughs> um, but, yeah, I, I have felt very thankful to, to have Zoom. Because it has connected me with my family in, in a way that almost I never was before. Right. Which has kind of been unusual, you know? Right. I mean, I see my mom more, um, my sister, especially my sister who lives so far away. We've been Zooming and talking. And so for some... Having wine nights. Having <laughs> wine nights. Uh-huh. Cocktail hour on Zoom. And um, so, yeah, so... Like, we, everyone who's had a birthday during this time, we've had a family Zoom, and we've had some kind of a birthday situation, uh, celebration situation. Um, I know you've had some Zoom meetings. We've had many. You're mm-hmm. still involved in some uh, community outreach kinds of things, and you guys get together yep. and have in some fact, Zoom meetings. I've been on a couple in the last 
uh, 24 hours. Um, I'm part of the Rotary Club here in town, the Cultural Arts Rotary Club, right. which is the only cultural arts Rotary Club in the world. That's the thing they say. Wow. It really is. It's wow. the only one that calls themselves a cultural arts club. So um, I'm part of that. And we've been doing that, and then I'm also part of another board that's kind of a, um, it, we're forming a Valley Music Hall of Fame. Um, I don't know what you want to call it, but, you know, we're, we're celebrating all the wonderful musicians and writers and performers that are, that have come from the San Joaquin Valley. Right. That's awesome. So I'm part of that, and um, again, everyone is thankful for technology, strangely, because right. usually I want to throw my computer. <laughs> <laughs> and you have a music school, and I don't know how much teaching online that you're doing, but some of your music teachers who mm -hmm. work for you are have, yes. in fact, been teaching their students via Zoom. We have all been teaching via Zoom. And again, thank you, Lord, for Zoom, because it has helped us retain um, you know, we've, we've lost, a, we, our school took a big hit right. during the COVID. We've lost a lot of students, but we've also retained enough of them that has been keeping us afloat. So, and I've been doing lots of teaching. The teaching one-on-one -on, -one on Zoom works pretty well when you're trying to do any kind of a group class. That's when it gets tricky. So, you know, as you know, I have a choir. Right, right. And um, we have karaoke kind of Zoom nights. We can't sing as a choir together on Zoom. Because there's that little bit of a delay. Everybody's, yeah, yeah nobody is singing at the yeah. exact same time. Exactly. It's not possible. It, it just does not work. And I know, <laughs> you know, there have been so many people who have said, well, why don't you do one of those things where I see them on Facebook and there's all these choirs. Well, those are amazing, but it they require a lot of technology and a lot of hours and a lot of users that understand the technology and to record themselves and mm -hmm. then submit the video exactly and then someone um, has to edit it all together and so it's just and you have to sing with a click track and make exactly. sure everything's and you have to be able to video yourself and look cute and all of that and it's like you know <laughs> too many things to think just, about it's just too much i just don't know i can't wrap my head around it if I had a person to like do that and agree to like go to everyone's house and somehow do that or something, I have mm -hmm. thought about that. You know, maybe I could, you know, do it that way, and you know, that way that one person would have all the videos. Right. So I don't know, but anyway, that's that's probably the thing that I've felt most thankful for is that just I'm alive. I'm happy to be alive. This is hard, hard, hard. And just happy for a way to still be connected. Right, you know? right. I think about the other, you know, we hear a lot about the Spanish flu a hundred years ago and, and how people were, um, you know, in a very similar situation as yeah. where we are today. Yeah. But how did they stay connected, you know? And um, I, they couldn't. Right. I mean, they couldn't. Right. That, I mean, and yeah, I've thought that's, I've thought about that too. I know that there's a lot of, um, well, I don't know if there's a lot, but there's a handful of books out right now that are about that time, you know, and about that specific flu and how the people, you know, kind of handled all that. And, 
you wouldn't be able to be connected. Yeah, I think in many ways our technology has made it easier. Mm -hmm. um, in many ways it's definitely made it harder because there's uh, instantaneous information that isn't always factual. Exactly. And that can be really tough. And that can so, be very disheartening, yeah, as we know. Right. Uh, it, very disheartening. Mm -hmm. I, I spend um, hours mourning, I think, uh, what's going on in the world. But, but celebrating uh, the technology, and I do celebrate, like right now I'm in the middle of a fundraiser trying to help mm -hmm. the art community okay. um, a little bit. And so it's an online fundraiser selling product that then the money will go towards... Um, this particular art group, and so that's kind of exciting I think because, I've seen yeah, that. so that's kind of exciting because it's an opportunity to just sort of connect, and I, I'm finding myself connecting through that little fundraiser yeah. with people that I haven't seen in person in probably five or six years, and so it's really fun to well, just what hear their voice. That's wonderful that you're doing that. Uh, that's that's a good thing. Yeah, mm -hmm. and and. There's many, many, many fundraisers going on right now, and if any of you have an opportunity to give to people that are in a crisis right now or, mm -hmm. um, you know, struggling, you know, please do so. On the other side of that, we all know that it's hard for all of us. Yeah, it really is. So just connecting can be a reason to celebrate for sure. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and and the the arts community in particular is really taking a hit. Mm -hmm. And I don't know if it was you who posted or I saw something online where it listed out all of the jobs in the arts and entertainment industry and all of the people who have lost jobs down to you know people who work at the snack counters at theaters and right. I mean it's just it was kind of mind-blowing yeah. just from props people the makeup people and hair and costumes and tech people in, in the theater and and I think we actually it, talked about this on one of our podcasts I, I think, a few I, weeks ago. I think we maybe but did. just a just as a reminder, yeah, you know, we're just, spending all of our time <laughs> being entertained yeah, by Netflix yeah. and movies and that kind of thing, and yet the very people who are making those yeah, um, just, those those gifts for us yeah. are in fact out of work right now. Right. So it's important to remember. And and it's also important to remember the people who are working the hardest right now for us and that is our frontline workers and doctors mm -hmm. and nurses and all of And in California our firemen. And our firemen and mm -hmm. right. And that's next week we're going to talk, yeah, about, talk that. about that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So yeah. I don't know, Liz, what else have you been celebrating? You I know, know what? I know that you've had a few other yeah. celebrations. A couple of weeks ago, I had the opportunity, my husband and I traveled to Boise, Idaho, to have a COVID wedding. Yes. And we celebrated watching our baby daughter get married. Aww. And it was just incredible. Aww. It was, and it's so much to celebrate. Um, so she did not want to change the date. And um, a f several months ago, none of us thought that we would still be even dealing with the pandemic right. in <clears throat> August. Right. Right. When things started back in March, we were like, oh, everything's gonna be back to normal by August. Mm -hmm. So they had, a, uh, they had a venue picked out. They were going to do an outdoor wedding, but they had a venue picked out um, and uh, they were working towards, you know, having the wedding there. 
and we were going to have a shower for them, an right. engagement party for them back in April okay. here in California so that um, several of her family members and friends that were unable to travel could, could celebrate come, yeah, her. Could yeah, come. sure. And um, so that was happening in April, and just a couple of weeks before that, you know, when everything fell apart in March, uh, we went ahead and canceled that, of course. And that was hard for me because, mm-hmm. you know, as the mother of the bride, well, yeah. I was looking forward to all of those little moments. Mm-hmm. You know, the engagement party, the bridal shower, the this, the that, mm-hmm. you know. I was super, super excited about being uh, the mom of the bride. And um, so little by little, things were taken away. Um, but as I said, they didn't want to change their wedding date because it was the fifth anniversary of the day they met. Oh, okay. That makes sense. Yeah. So they wanted to get married on August the 22nd, but here's what happened. They have a great house in, um, Boise, um, and an incredible backyard, just incredible. It's big. It's you know, expansive. There's lots of room. But six months ago, it was a weed patch with a goat pen in the middle of it. (laughs) It, I mean to tell you, it was big. Well, I know you guys traveled back and forth. You must have been doing yard work. Every time we were there. (laughs) Yeah. So we went back and forth a few times and we uh, helped with the yard work. And every time we went, we were just shocked and amazed at how uh, different the yard would look every single time. My new son-in-law is just... It is so handy. He builds things. He creates things. He he owns a nice. business. He's he's just a really great guy, and we couldn't have we we could not have asked for more for our daughter. Mm-hmm. And so to watch this yard transform, um, that's awesome. And know that that's where they were going to to go ahead and get married was right there in their backyard, and. I have got to tell you, I, I wish that maybe maybe on the website I can post a couple of pictures, maybe just I'll have to get her permission, see yeah. if I can post any pictures. But just the yard was so beautiful. And there were there was grass and flowers and trees and and um, they put in um, big expansive um, what are the, uh, tarps, not tarps, but umbrellas, you know, yeah. the shades, yeah. the shades over the top of the yard yeah. so that it kind of protected people. And they put in a deck and they put, I mean, I it do want to see the pictures. Phenomenal. Do you have before and after? That you know, would be fun. I think that somewhere I have a couple of before, be, but I didn't yeah. take, you know. But that would be cool if you kind of could even see sort of how it looked before. Yeah, so amazing. And you know, one of the things that they did was they built this cabana. And it's a, I don't know, maybe 12 foot by eight or 10 foot, maybe maybe 15 feet by 12 foot. Mm-hmm. Um, wooden, made out of wood, um, stage, you know, yeah. cabana. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's got three sides. Okay. So the front was open, and so that's where they got married and um, then sat, you know, once the reception started and everything. But somebody did this incredible woodwork inside of that cabana. Mm. Just, I, I mean, phenomenal woodwork. Um, I can't even describe to you how beautiful it oh, is. Uh, somebody else 
um, used um, fire to burn pictures of them and their friends into a fence oh, wow. that lines the side of their house oh, cool. and then sealed it. That's cool. It is amazing. Wow. And I've never heard of such a thing. It's so beautiful. And somebody donated um, plants and, and grass and just, I mean, I, I can't even tell you all the people that came together and all the people that were interested in celebrating mm-hmm. my daughter mm-hmm. and her husband. Yeah. And um, it, was, it was just phenomenal. And the best thing of all, of course, is that when they came home from their honeymoon, they stayed. They had a yard. They, they had a yard. They didn't come home to weeds and a goat pen. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Uh, they came home to something that they can continue to appreciate and enjoy. Yeah. And so it was, they they were just so beautiful and they had masks that matched their wedding attire. And, nice. And um, there was... Uh, hand sanitizer passed out to everybody and and masks passed out to everybody and it was just it, so it, it sounds like it was beautiful. still a celebration it was magical still a magical celebration mm-hmm. and um, you know there were plus because of technology um, they Facebooked it live okay. to people that were invited to the wedding. So the grandmothers who were back here in California were able to watch the wedding. And friends that were right there in Boise but didn't feel comfortable with coming or right. um, just <clears throat> didn't want to be there because of, you know, yeah. they had very few guests because of COVID. And so those people were able to watch online. Yeah. And um, it was just... It was everything that I hope it was everything she hoped it would be. Right. Um, but it was definitely everything that I hoped it would be. Yeah. Even though it wasn't what we dreamed of in the beginning, it certainly wasn't what I imagined when she was born. Sure, sure. <laughs> How could you? Yeah. <laughs> well, you're reminding me, I, I actually got to sing at a, a wedding, I want to say it was in June. Mm-hmm. And that wedding morphed into several different shapes and forms until it, it you know it was in a backyard right and um it was live streamed on facebook that's what made me think oh yeah right. i went to that celebration <laughs> and that was i mean and it was beautiful it was lovely it wasn't what they initially had planned but it 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 was beautiful right and it was sweet and intimate and and I mean, the photos are beautiful, and they both look, you know, it was just so, so it is possible to find celebration in all of this. And the other thing it reminds me of is that I have a grandma, I'm sure I've mentioned her on this before, she's going to be 102 on October the 6th, and I'm sure we'll figure out a way to celebrate that. Absolutely. I'm not exactly sure how. I don't know what we'll do. <laughs> I know she recently sprained an ankle and she she's did. Just, she uh, she fell recently. Uh, she fell about a year and a half ago and and she broke her femur and recovered and is still living independently and then about a, 3 weeks ago now she just kind of she just kind of slid off the side of her bed and kind of bumped her her bottom okay. on the floor and has like a little knot and she's just having a little trouble getting around. But um, she's she's just, 
I asked her, you know, and this is a reason to celebrate. I asked her, Grandma, you mean, you know, you just, you seem like you're doing okay. And she goes, yeah, honey, I just, I think I just refuse to die. <laughs> I love it. So she's, she's. I love it. Yeah, so she's a good reason to celebrate too. Can you think of a time in your life, I know, and kind of putting you on the spot, mm-hmm. um, I'm even thinking as I'm saying it, yeah. do I have anything to yeah. say on this subject? <laughs> um, can you think of a time when you were planning on doing something a certain way and it turned out differently, but it turned out perfectly? That's a good question. Yeah. Hmm. I don't know. I know. I, I know. Mean, I'm trying to think as well. Um, you know, I, I well, I recently got married again. Right. But that was pretty much how I had planned it. I can't really think of, I mean, I, you know, I can't really think of anything that I would have done necessarily different. Yeah. Uh, what about you? Well, I'll, I'll be thinking you know, about that. yeah, um, I, I just think about, I mean, I think about some of the paths that I started down mm-hmm. in life that then were detoured and, mm-hmm. and I'm grateful for that. Yeah. I mean, I think about like my first marriage was was you know you go in you're young you mm-hmm. you just think that everything's going to be so ideal idyllic and mm-hmm. and perfect and and when it ended i just you know was so broken hearted not necessarily in the end of the marriage but i was broken hearted in the end of that dream yeah you know yeah. that mm-hmm. and and so then life has turned out better because yeah. of that yeah well i mean you saying that reminds me, I, I think, if, you know, and this could be probably a whole podcast about, you know, marriage, but my first marriage, I was married for 25 years, and when our relationship ended, it was extremely hard on me. It was extremely hard. It was very complicated, <clears throat> and um, I think now... And and there was a there was a period of a couple of years where I didn't talk to him. Mm-hmm. We just really didn't talk. Um, we had kids together, so we would have to talk on occasion. But it was just it was too hard on me. I was too sad. Mm-hmm. I just could hardly deal with it. And that situation has turned out in a way that I would have never imagined and never expected. And it's. We're really, really good friends. Yeah. And, you know, when I look at that, and, and uh, almost every time we do get together, and we get together about every couple months, we'll go eat lunch together. Mm-hmm. And almost every time we get together, we say to each other out loud how thankful we are that we're still friends and that we could have never imagined that our life would end up like this, but that it's good. Right. And it's a really a reason to be thankful you know and um yeah I know that not all stories in that way and I could have I really didn't think it would I don't exactly know how it even Mm -hmm. but it did it ended up good so you know a a lot of it is just making a decision to appreciate what 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 you have you have and where you are Mm -hmm. and you know I remember being pretty young um, I, I want to say 18, 19, somewhere around That's there. That's young. <laughs> and I read a Dear Abby or Dear Ann Landers uh-huh. column because I read them all the time. Okay. <laughs> and so one of them, either Abby or Ann Landers, um, 
had a story in there about from a woman and who knows where this story originated or what the truth is about this story but it stuck with me forever mm-hmm. and that is a woman wrote in expressing what it was like to give birth to a child that had a disability mm. and what this mom said was imagine planning a trip to Italy and everybody that you know is going to Italy. They've either been or they uh, are planning to go after you. Mm-hmm. And so you've bought the books. You know what you want to see when you get to Italy. You know what the language is. You know everything about Italy. Right. You get on the plane and you land and the pilot says, welcome to Holland. <laughs> And you're like, what? Wait a minute. I I bought a ticket to Italy. Yeah. So now you're in a country whose language you don't understand and on a trip for which you did not make any plans. And you have no hotel. You you need to call your agent, right? You know, your booking agent and say, what went wrong? What? (laughs) But here's the deal. If you spend all of your time mourning the fact that you're not in Italy, you're going to miss Holland. Yeah. And you're going to miss the tulips. Yeah. And the windmills. Yeah. And the beauty that is Holland. And for some reason, that story really stuck with me. I can see why. And yeah, and as I have gone through life, I have not always accepted change well. I have not always celebrated new plans or a detoured life. Mm -hmm. But when I really stop and get control of myself, I remember, hey, wait a minute. (laughs) I'm in Holland. Yeah. Right. <laughs> and I I know that all of my friends are in Italy, but I'm in Holland. Yeah. And I get to be here and yeah. I get to celebrate yeah. um, everything that's happening here in my life. Yeah. yeah. And, um, you know, I, I, I sometimes think about that as we've had challenges in our family and I just... I just look at our family and just say, but I've had front row seats to miracles. Yeah. You know, you might not have had the same challenges that I did, but I've had front row seats to miracles. Um, you know, you might be telling me how great your trip to Italy was, but um, I'm, I'm okay with that mm-hmm. because I have been to Holland. So I think that that is what we can celebrate during this time of COVID is that none of us expected 2020 to go the way it has. Absolutely not. And I mean, and it's in a way, it's like a a condensed lesson for life. I mean, we really have no control over much. Right. You know, and, and yeah, this year, a lot of things have gone awry. You know, lots of things have, there's been a lot of left turns and a lot of, going around in the circles, <laughs> you know, the roundabout. Those roundabouts, it's like, which exit do I take? Drive around in the roundabout. <laughs> I don't know. But, you know, I think I I once saw some kind of a comic strip, and it was like the key to life, and it was like a 90-year-old lady, you know, in some crazy yoga pose, and it said the key to life is being flexible, <laughs> you know, and I mean, and I think that's literally and figurative, 
figuratively. We need to be flexible. We need to be able to, okay, there's a detour. So how am I going to handle that? How am I going to celebrate what's coming in this detour? How, how can I embrace this and surrender to this? And, and okay, and, and there's, boy, there's been a lot of that this year it just feels like it's just compounded on on so many people i mean including us but but then i think i mean i have a couple friends who have lost their husbands we've got students here who lost their dads um in these fires which we'll talk about later but people have lost their homes it's just you know it's like you can almost think how how can anyone even take any more you know and yet I think for me, I know, you know, I don't know how I've remained so undepressed (laughs) (laughs) this last six months. I mean, I'm not always joyful, just undepressed. undepressed. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, and there's a difference, though, between being, you know, for me, because I've gone through years and years and years of being very depressed. And I can honestly say that during this time... Well, I've had weeks where I've just felt like I just didn't have any energy and ugh, I haven't had that really deep sense of dark depression. It's been, okay, this is what this is. I'm going to figure out some other thing to do. I'm going to be creative. I'm going to work on my book. I'm going to do a podcast. I'm going to find other things to celebrate. So, And I know lots of people who are trying to do that too. So it's hard for any of our listeners that maybe are just, you know, sitting in an easy chair right now, just thinking, I can't take any more, mm-hmm. you know, maybe some of our listeners aren't necessarily, they don't feel like they can create anything. I mean, there are, there are things to celebrate. So, so what can we look for to celebrate right now? What can we celebrate? Simple things. Yeah. You, you know, I mean, I, you know, I Waking think. up. Yeah. We take for granted, though, you know, the the things that we take for granted, there are people who don't even have running water and, and that sort of thing, you know. But we can be thankful that you can go to the sink and get a glass of water for, for most of us can. And right. you have a place that you can sleep that's warm. And um, and I know those those are simple, but, you know, it there really is truth to that if those things are yanked from you. You know, um, I don't know how many people have ever traveled to a, a, a third world country, but, you know, you go to a place. I, I, years ago, we went on a, a trip to Nigeria, and, um, you know, you come back to the States from uh, uh, being there for two weeks, and it, it feels like you're in some sort of weird time warp. I mean, the people there they don't have anything compared to us compared to us and yet we hear gripe and complain about so many things that we don't have well just go to Nigeria for a couple weeks and you'll see what you do have and you'll see and you see people there who have a lot of joy way more than you see around here and that still kind of boggles my mind I know. You know, the difference in those attitudes. So I remember being in Malawi, uh, Africa once, and we were at an orphanage there. And uh, some of the young people that I was there with were helping to dig a new 
a septic system. They were they were trying to repair a septic system, and so they were digging a hole to get down to a pipe that was down under the ground. And as they were digging, they um, came across uh, all of a sudden these rats came oh running my. out from the hole. Right, <laughs> so just rats came running out, and immediately these young kids jumped down into the hole from the orphanage to try to get the rats because it was protein. It was something that they wanted to eat. Wow. Because all that they had was just, you know, this kind of mush, this, you know, granola bars or rice and stuff like that. And to see them say, protein, food, I'm going to jump down into this, you know, hole. Um, On the one hand, it was unnerving right and a kind of frightening on the other hand it was it was just so enlightening because we said gosh I take you know being able to go grab a piece of beef jerky or a, I know you know a one dollar hamburger for granted I know that's what I mean it's just like yeah I mean it's and it's easy to sit here and and even say all the things we take for granted you know because but it's just you know here we are right. in, living in California, and right. we have roofs over our heads for most of us. Right. And it's, I don't know, it's sometimes I feel thankful and sometimes I feel sad and almost guilty, mm-hmm. you know, <laughs> for, right. and, and so it, it's kind of a, a strange, you know, yin and yang sort of a place to be. But overall, there's just a lot to be thankful for, and there's a lot to celebrate. And um, I was talking with my next door neighbor the other day, and he is from Nigeria. Mm. And I said to him, I said, how's your family doing? And he said, I am able to talk to them every single day. Zoom, baby, Zoom. So talk about technology. (laughs) I mean, you know, if this had been, I know that his family was supposed to come to the States to Mm -hmm. visit a few months ago and that they weren't able to do that. Um, but they're they're able to communicate every single day. So I know a lot of us are choosing to not communicate or we're feeling sorry for ourselves because we don't have a lot of people to communicate with. Um, and there's a lot, there's a lot, listen, I'm not saying don't, don't be sad. Yeah. There's a lot of things to feel sad about. There are a lot of things to um, feel sad about. But having something to celebrate, mm-hmm. finding purposefully, finding something to celebrate. Mm-hmm. You know, I think for dinner tonight, I might, my, I've got two sons that are both um, at home tonight, and I think we're going to have hot dogs. That you know, great. <laughs> we're just going to have, we're just going to have hot dogs like we did when they were young. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think we're just going to celebrate over a hot dog tonight, you know? Yeah, yeah. I think just... Well, the fact that you have relationship with your kids yeah. is a thing to be thankful for, and right. and um, you know my kids are they're far away, but but I do talk to them a lot, and so I'm thankful for that. Right. Thankful for telephones and cell phones, which are pretty miraculous when you think about that, That's the wireless technology that we have. Yeah. So um, yeah. So just, let's celebrate. I just wanted to say one more real quick thing. Yeah. I know back in. Um, uh, March, 
uh, February, March, I had a dentist appointment and my and the hygienist was getting married and she was starting to get very, very emotional about the fact that she was very afraid that her wedding wasn't going to happen. Mm-hmm. And she would get weepy and, you know, she's like, I don't know what's going to happen and we've been planning this for a year. And it was very hard to watch this young bride, yeah, you I... know, just mourn. And then I went back in June and um, for you know, follow up in the appointment, July, maybe something like that. And she was rapturous. She was so joyful because they ended up having just a very small, intimate, perfect ceremony. Yeah. Yeah. And um, they're going to have a a big party later and they're just going to do it when it's not, there's no pressure, there's no Mm -hmm. concerns. And they went ahead and got married and she wore her dress and she even got to get married where she was planning on getting married, which was an outdoor venue. Mm-hmm. But they just wouldn't allow a lot yeah. of people. Yeah. And um, to see that she had gone from, you know, being, being mournful to being joyful yeah. uh, was very inspirational. Yeah. I actually have a little niece that is in a similar situation. And I've, I've watched her. She was supposed to have gotten married on uh, April 25th. And she lives far away, and her side of the family all lives far away. So there's the whole airplane thing and getting all of us from California to where they live in the Midwest. And so I've seen her kind of do that whole thing. And so she's it's 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 on the book for November. It's going to be probably smaller. And uh, I was thinking earlier when you when you're talking about the mother of the bride, thinking about my sister and. She's doing what you were doing, yeah. just, you know, wants her daughter to have this. And I tell my sister, it's going gonna, it's gonna to turn out being more beautiful than you could ever imagine. And how many brides get to say, I got married in a year of a pandemic, right. a global pandemic. Right. How many of us would have uh, posed for pictures right. wearing a face yeah. mask? <laughs> think, about, think about the stories for their grandkids. I know. <laughs> going to be good stories. The mask that matches their wedding dress. I mean, this is so uh-huh. awesome. What yeah. a great memory. Yeah, you I know? know. I know. So it's going to be good. Oh, but I'll be glad when it's over. <laughs> I know. Which we don't know when. We don't know when. But in the meantime, let's find reasons to celebrate. Even Um, little ones, people. Even little, even just little ones. Little ones. Little glimmers of hope, like little diamonds. Little, they're they're there. You just got to look for them. And be kind. Mm -hmm. Be kind on social media. Be kind on Facebook. Yes. You know, and find reasons to celebrate those people that you're fighting with, that you're arguing with, that you're, whose minds you're trying to change, yeah. find something about them to celebrate, yeah. you know, find, and, think, find something that you have in common because your friends on Facebook because for a reason, yeah, and, you and know, we're all, you know, we all are the same. Right. And I don't, yeah. Right. So I think if we find reasons to be kind, I think that's right, uh, that is a great, that is something awesome to celebrate. Yep. Yeah. Amen. All right. All right. Go forth. Be kind. Go forth and be kind. All right. See you until next time. See you, Deb. Bye.